Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young, young correspondent back. Her name is uh, Courtney McLean. She's from University of uh, Central Florida and from CampusReform.org. Courtney, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm great. Thank you for having me on today. You're very welcome. So uh, University of Central Florida, I've got a history there, Orlando. Uh, it's a very nice campus, as I remember. And um, uh, just, uh, I, I can't, I'm thinking of the the mascot. I don't, I don't remember. What's the mascot? Um, for the Knights. The Knights. There you go. Why not? Uh, um, Florida's kind of great, isn't it? I mean, living in Florida, you've got a governor who just doesn't care, and he's going to walk out every single day and answer any stupid media question and put it back in their faces or respond to Biden when Biden says something dumb. Um, is it refreshing? Is there a lot of political angst in Florida that I don't know about? Just, just tell me what it's like living in Florida under DeSantis. I love it. I mean, it's incredible that we have Ron DeSantis um, because I feel like going somewhere like UCF, so many people are liberal, probably about 75% of the student population. So to really have someone like Ron DeSantis kind of backing us up um, really, really helps us every single day when we're trying to fight back. So really, really thankful to be here in the free state of Florida. Are, are they hating life? You got the 75% liberals just must be walking around going, I can't believe this guy. And, and here's the thing. They get their freedom and liberty to speak out because of how our, our country was constructed. And Ron DeSantis is just a, he's a constitution guy. He's like, sure, we want freedom and liberty and not overpowering government. Do these 75% really want more government? They really do. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's like they just... I don't know. They just don't listen to anything that he says. They think that he is just the most atrocious person on the planet. Wow. And I'm like, if you would just sit down and listen to what he's saying, he's actually helping you out. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I've talked to other people from Campus Reform. We go to campusreform.org every day. Check out that great website. These young correspondents do an amazing job. And others will say, you know, if I individually can talk to a liberal student, we actually have a good conversation. But the fact is they live in groupthink, don't they? They do. Um, I mean, normally, if, if they're nice enough to kind of have a conversation with you, um, I mean, some of them are nice. You can you can have a conversation. They'll make they start to kind of see the light at the at the end of the tunnel. They're like, oh, maybe I was wrong, usually in the end. Um, but then there's other ones um, where it doesn't go so well. There's somebody who's actually been spitting on our members um, when we're tabling on campus. That's like and that's like that's like assault and battery. That's against the law. You can't spit on somebody. It is, and he he's been coming back and doing it multiple times. It is absolutely ridiculous. Is he not facing any charges? Is that that's just okay at your campus? Um, so we've actually filed police reports a Good. couple of times, but they haven't done anything about him yet. So pretty frustrating, honestly. 
Like that's especially when there's like a pandemic going around. A guy spitting on people. It's okay, right. it's uh, Courtney McLean. Go and follow her on um, on Instagram. It's Courtney, as you would expect to spell it, and then C M C L A I N. All right, Courtney C McLean. Go follow her on Instagram. You of course follow me, right? Yes, I do. Oh, oh, come on, do you? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay, good, good, good. All right, so um, <laughs> go and follow her over there. Let's get into these stories because again, this just it all makes my head hurt. I'm not surprised by the first couple, and they're kind of the same thing, but let's get into them individually. Matt Walsh, who's the guy from uh, The Daily Wire, and he also did What is a Woman, the movie. He's, he's very, very good commentator. I really like Matt Walsh's stuff. He, he's uh, asked to appear on a, on a college campus where you would expect free speech and a mixing of ideas and, and ideologies can happen, and of course, he's met with a bunch of protesters. Tell me what happened here. Yes, so um, this was on my campus, University of Central Florida. Um, this was actually my club, the UCF College Republicans. Nice. We hosted Walsh, and we showed his documentary, and then he came and he spoke to the students. And everything inside actually ran really, really smoothly. But outside, we had um, protesters. We had Antifa. They were yelling at some of our members, saying that we were fascists, Nazis, pedophiles, saying that we were supporting hate and saying that our police officers were supporting hate. But thankfully, our police officers didn't back down and they didn't let this ruin our event. And I'm really, really thankful that we still got to have Walsh and everybody inside had a wonderful time. Well, let me ask you this. And and again, it sounds like a dumb question, but it's not. Mm -hmm. How is it fascist to I, I watched the movie and the movie is very simple. He asks people directly, what is a woman? And those in the far left, the, those in the radical left who want to do gender-changing hormone therapy to young kids, they don't have an answer. They just can't answer what a woman is. And then he goes like to Africa, where they're like, what are you, crazy? Of course you know what a woman is. So at the end of the day, what is Antifa trying to say other than they want power and control and they're basically just the, you know, the, the new Gestapo? What, what, how is it fascist to show this movie? How is it pedophile-like to show this movie? What, what was their point? Honestly, I, I was really, really stunned. I don't know what their point was. And uh, something that we always find frustrating with all of our events, um, actually at UCF, like we posted Ben Shapiro, we posted Kaylee McEnany. Right. And, and I mean, every single time, none of them will show up and ask questions when it's time to ask that speaker questions. Um, and I'm just like, why don't you come up here and ask them a question? They're here to answer your questions. Um, and every single time they just want to stand outside and protest and they want to hate on us. And it's just really, really frustrating when they could just come inside and watch the movie and kind of understand a differing view. I mean, you're at college, you're here to learn about differing views, right? So right. I'm just really, really confused on that. Well, it is confusing because I know that Matt Walsh would take their questions and have a good dialogue. I know that Ben Shapiro would too. Candace Owens, who we're going to talk about in a second, would too. The people that you've mentioned all would do that. I do that on my show. Call my show. Tell me why I'm stupid. And then we'd have that conversation. They literally, Courtney, don't want conversation, right? Because then people will learn the other side. That's right. Um, and I mean, this is something I'm not taking this lightly. I mean, as a UCF student, um, I mean, I'm really, really thankful that our event didn't get shut down, but if it was the other way around, I mean, there are like, we have drag shows at UCF and I'm telling you that no one from our side would ever go and protest something like that. But if we were to do so, I'm sure that we would be at the police station, but they're not going yeah. to do anything whatsoever about 
these Antifa and these Democrats coming and protesting our event, which is frustrating to me. But thankful that the yeah. show still got to go on. Well, I'm thankful as well. It's, uh, again, Courtney McLean. Go and follow her on Instagram, Courtney C. McLean. And there's just one C in her last name. I actually misspelled it earlier, but we fixed it. Um, so make sure that you put it in right. It's M-C-L-A-I-N. Leftist students protest Candace, Candace Owens' speech. Another you know conservative person who's enjoying her free speech rights, and they try to shut her down. Where did this happen? Yes, so this was at Michigan State University. Um, Candace Owens was on the Turning Point USA tour. It's stopping at eight campuses across the country. And again, here are protesters trying to stop Candace from giving her speech. They claim that she was spreading transphobic conspiracy theories. She was putting the LGBTQ plus members at risk, um, that she was apologizing for white supremacy. She's an election denier. And that her fascist speech could lead to fascist actions. Um, and she then proceeded to tell them to please stay, but just please do not shout and be angry communists. Um, but then there were more protesters that got up and they were in the back of the room and they were shouting, leave our campus. So, I mean, thankfully, again, she also carried on with her speech. But I mean, for all the money that this club is paying for her to come to this school, it's it's just not fair to have the entire speech just interrupted by these protesters. I guess what I don't, under, I, I don't understand is if they think anybody's going to listen. Like, they're saying it for themselves. If I meant that speech, and, and I know East Lansing very well, if I meant that speech and I'm listening to it and somebody stands up and screams, you're, you're a fascist, or uh, leave our campus, I don't suddenly think to myself, wow, I came here to see Candace Owen's speech, but that guy's got a good point. Yeah, leave our campus. I mean, do they think they're going to win over any hearts and minds by doing that, or are they just do, they're just doing it for themselves? I guess they're just doing it to put on a show and get some attention. Um, But I mean, they really should just sit down and listen to what she has to say. Um, I think that that's the best way to go about it. Even, I mean, if there is a Democratic speaker coming to campus, I'm probably pretty likely to go and see that speaker just to see what they have to say. And they need to learn how to listen to the differing viewpoints because once again, this is college and this is how you learn how to be an adult and listen to what other people have to say. Courtney, can they not know that they're being indoctrinated? I mean, these are young people who have been indoctrinated from a young enough age that they think that they have to go with this group speech and shout at anybody that disagrees with them. Do they not know that they're in that group, that they're not really learning on campus, they're they're just to start trouble? I don't know. And I mean, it's it's pretty sad um, that they're just not even opening up their their eyes and opening up their mind to to the other different viewpoints. But I mean, we're seeing this at more and more speeches across the country. Even I saw another Candace Owens event that she did the other day at North Dakota State University. And this protesters pulled the fire alarms. And she still continued on with the speech, once again, as she always does. But, I mean, this makes you think that there may be a day where we're no longer allowed to have these speakers at our campuses. And that would be really, really sad to see. I mean, thinking that we already have to have, even at UCF, we're required to have security. We are required to have cops. Um, There's no question about it. And, I mean, maybe one day we won't be seeing these speakers coming to campus. And that, that would be a really, really sad sight to see. Well, I think, I think you nailed it. I think that's their, their goal is to stop them from coming because they know they're not going to convince anybody there by their stupid antics to stop listening. So we have to just get rid of them completely. That's the goal. Hopefully it'll never come to that. It is uh, Courtney McLean from CampusReform.org, CampusReform.org. University of Southern Maine creates an alternative class for students uncomfortable that there are only two sexes. I don't care if you're uncomfortable by it. It's a scientific fact. What's going on here? Yes, so um, there's a professor at this university Um, She is teaching a course. It's called Creating Positive Learning Environments. And 
she told the students that there are only two genders right. and these students demanded that this professor be fired, but the university ended up not firing her and they created an alternative class so that the students that wished to leave the course could leave the course. But then the students didn't back down and they demanded to have a restorative justice meeting with this professor. Um, and she refused to back down on her statements. So she's still employed at the school, but I believe that all the students left the class. Yeah, but why exactly would, would they give them an alternative class? What the administration should have said, my opinion, um, hey, uh, there are only two genders, biologically and human beings, that's it. Pass the potatoes, go back to class. Why, why give in at all? And I'm glad that she still has her job, that's excellent, but why give in at all? I mean, she is there to teach them, and what she said is factually true. I don't know why they would give in. I mean, this this is something, this makes me frustrated because this is the type of thing that makes students tuition go up because you're having to open up an entire other class um, for these students that just don't want to take the class that was available in the first place. So this just makes your tuition skyrocket. Um, and these are just more snowflakes that you're seeing, like you're seeing all across all campuses that they just can't handle that there are two genders. When anyone who knows anything about science would know that there are only two genders. Um, and this is something we're, we're seeing it just in more colleges across the country. Um, we're seeing at NYU, there was a, a professor that was teaching organic chemistry and the students decided that the class was just too hard and this professor was fired. So these are the types of things. I saw that. It's crazy. <laughs> the class, it's, it's chemistry. We want you to really learn how to do chemistry or else you're not going to pass. Chemistry, by definition, is hard. Right. And, and these are these are the same students. I mean, these are graduate students here at the University of Southern Maine. Um, I mean, these are going to be our future professors. These are going to be our future doctors. I mean, and they're having an attitude like this. It's just really, really sad to see what our world is coming to. Absolutely. Courtney C. McLean over on Instagram. And uh, go check out everything she does on campusreform.org. One last story. Young Democratic Socialist of America chapter proposes $25 minimum wage. Why not? Let's let's make it $2,500 an hour. Why stop there? Who's doing this and where is this happening? Yes. So um, this is the YDSA chapter at Arizona State University. They hosted an event where they were pushing for a $25 minimum wage by 2025. Um, and right now they're at $12.80 an hour. Um, but the, the big thing that they were pushing, they were saying, you don't need your boss, they need you. So clearly, they obviously don't know the value of hard work, number one. Number two, they obviously don't understand that with this would come an increase in tuition costs and in everyday things. So I don't know why they're pushing this whatsoever. And, and with inflation becoming such a national issue, this is really beginning on college campuses. And we need to put a stop to this. Well, I wonder if they if they don't realize that, you know, ATMs showed up to get rid of some tellers at the bank. So if you want to force forcibly raise somebody's pay, they'll just start firing people and they'll start making it all automated. When you go to McDonald's now in some places, you just press a kiosk and nobody even helps you anymore because they forced this $15 an hour wage. McDonald's said, OK, we have this much money for wages. That's all we can spend. Let's make kiosks and make the customer do it. When I go and shop at like Sam's Club, I check myself out. Not even a person checking me out anymore because all the all these people pushing for higher wages. Do they not understand that this changes everything economically and will lead to people being laid off and unemployed? I assume that they don't. And that's one of the things, I mean, I, I see that every day going into the grocery store and everywhere as well. It, it's sad to see that we can't actually give people jobs anymore. Um 
And, you know, these are students, they're going to be shocked when they get out of college and they get into the real world and they either can't find a job or they just can't afford anything or they think that they're going to be paid $25 an hour, but they're going to understand that that's not actually how much you're going to get paid at most regular businesses. Um, and also something that I was thinking was this hinders even myself. If I wanted to start a small business one day, or if my family wanted to start a small business, yes, that's impossible with this type of inflation that's going on right now. Uh, you, you couldn't be more correct. Small businesses under Obama were forced, if they had more than 50 employees, to offer health care. So what do they do? They all cut a bunch of employees and stayed at 48 or 49 or 45. And a lot of people lost their jobs. Anytime you try to push something, a wage increase, a benefits increase, it's going to end up in people being unemployed. Then the unemployment, um, um, that, that entire system gets burdened and there isn't enough money to replenish it. They don't know this because they haven't taken the, they haven't taken the time to actually learn about the economy. They just think $25 an hour would come out of somebody's you know ear, which doesn't make any sense. It's Courtney McLean. Go and follow her. Courtney C. McLean over on Instagram. Do, follow everything that she does over on, on campusreform.org as well. Courtney, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for doing it. Program Note Part 2 with Tulsi Gabbard will be tomorrow. Also, Monica De La Cruz tomorrow. She's running for District 15, Republican, great state of Texas. Part of the far right-wing Latinas that are under attack by the left. They're under attack because they're going to do a great job in the Congress. And uh, she, along with uh, Maida Flores and Cassie Garcia, um, Anna Polina Luna. I mean, we got people who are coming in who can really make a, a positive change and remind those who are of Latin descent, that they are not forced to, to vote Democrat. In fact, they're conservative people. And I love that. So we'll have her on tomorrow, part two with, uh, with Tulsi Gabbard, and much, much more. Do not forget to stop by YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube page, Joe Pags Radio. And go to JoePags.com for all your stuff. You can get go to the store, get some merch. You can also scroll down, send an email, or you can sign up for all the social media. We appreciate you doing it. Let's do some pop culture. Up. Dirty pop. I normally give you like two seconds, a little bit more tonight, Polo. What's going on? All right, so, I mean, I know you're familiar with uh, comedian D.L. Hughley, right? Yes. All right, so he apparently was on Chris Cuomo's new show. Um, Chris Cuomo has a new show? Called Cuomo. <laughs> know. Big, big surprise, it's called Cuomo, right? And, wow. And, and uh, I guess he was on there talking about Kanye West because I think uh, 48 hours earlier, Kanye, or Gay, uh, had, had been on Chris Cuomo's show as well. And um, D.L. Hughley was basically saying that he sounds a lot like a white supremacist. D.L. Hughley said that, yay, sounds like a white supremacist. Yes. And then um, I think yesterday as well, Howard Stern compared uh, Kanye West to Hitler. Okay. Oh, there you go. Everybody's Hitler that you don't like. Thank you, Polo. I appreciate that. That's Sam. Chocolate Boy's back tomorrow. Carries off. I'm Joe. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We really do appreciate you. Do me a favor as you're floating around the internet later. Go check out JoePags.com. I'd appreciate it if you did. Have a great night. See ya. This is the Joe Pags Show.